are recording now. Uh, but uh, on the entropy thing, you didn't tell them to go to Telegram. I will when I get. I'll be back in like ten minutes. So whatever. Uh, yeah. So entropy's open. We can put that link yeah. in Telegram if you want to check on chat or whatever. Uh, it takes Rachel a few minutes to send out a thing anyway. So or the robot name Rachel, whatever. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so we have um, we have crypto now. Yeah, we're and, all about the bitcoins. Uh, we're yep, primarily. You know, you know how many people like begged me to get on crypto, and guess what? That went out, and I know a minimal of over two thousand people saw it on Substack. Yeah, you know how many crypto donations we've gotten? None. Four. No, zero. <laughs> uh, well, Which is, I know of, you know. I know of uh, at least one, so you might not have checked your wallets. Oh, if it happened very recently, you might have gotten the one. But um, whatever, it's extra. And look, I wanted to be on it the whole time. I was banned on the exchanges. I'm not even going to explain how we ended up getting it because some mole in here will get that race too. So, yeah, it's there. The other good thing is I yeah. can go on Rockfin now. That's the big deal. So, yeah, Rockfin will pay for videos. So, <laughs> yet another fucking thing to go on and probably get kicked off of. But, yeah. So, that's good news. And then um, about a third of the way done with the book on Syria. It's the first book of several. I'm going to do a 9-11 book before anyone says you should do that. I am. This is... Um, to me, more important to get done first because the war is still going on in Syria. And I just want to... It was just easier to do also because it's less complicated. And yeah, getting that out there. What else is going on? We got a mug. One of the mugs that got erased has been uh, shifted to a different store and is available again. So it's just got the ANC. It's got the ANC Circle logo on a black mug. Kind of looks like a Converse thing with the bird and stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. The old one with Stout and all Stout? that seems to be gone forever. Stout, I don't have anymore. We're gonna try that thing you and I did. We're gonna see if that works. Um, but for now, I was like, well, I have this new one I can do. So we did that. Stout sort of, uh, I want to change it a little because I feel like, hey, anybody that got it before Teasley got a race, consider it like a limited edition, you know? <laughs> Why not? I'll just probably just change the color or something, but yeah. So that's that. And then um, what else? Reed Coverdale and the Jackmans did some pretty good Epstein stuff, one with Addy Ads and one with Maria Farmer. I'll have that up on ANC Report later tonight it's already nighttime in japan by the way um prince andrew's still in more hot water <laughs> despite oh, all this detractor oh, oh, he's gonna have, have a case to... in the u.s he yeah, cried he, he cried that's the beautiful thing he was stripped of his imaginary uh, uh no merit uh, military titles and he cried yeah but i mean how could you even hold those as an accomplishment? Like you got those by the virtue of birth. You walked around oh. in a military uniform a bunch of times, but that don't make you a soldier or anything. It's uh, just well, cosplay. 
Uh, when I was seven, I participated in a soccer tournament and all the participants got a trophy and uh, that has no value. Well, at least you had to go and join a team and practice every day and compete in a game and then you got a trophy. Maybe you won, maybe you didn't, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit more than nothing, you know? Yeah, I showed up. Uh, like a participation trophy. Just so long as the winner's got an even bigger trophy, I'm okay with that kind of stuff at that age. But um, do you know the whole trophy industry? It's like, oh yeah, it would suck to be like the best player on a shitty team, though. You think about it, like some some fucking nobody that sat the bench gets a trophy because his team won and he did nothing. It's someone else that works their ass off, uh, but loses because his team sucks, gets nothing. That's not fair. Yeah. Uh, you want to send you into education from this? Yeah, actually, that's what I was building towards because this is oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, going, uh, going that direction. As you can see, everybody gets a trophy crown. I don't yeah. know why we have any trophies for anything. And it's uh, like, oh, especially for little kids, it's like, uh, Ryan, how about nobody did, gets a trophy? Ryan, did you share the yeah. invite listener link again? Beats me, man. I just hit share to No, no, groups. you did that thing again where you allow everyone to speak. Oh, well, just don't speak. Or should I start over? I don't know. <laughs> no, just let me handle the invites. Don't do it because you mess it up. Yeah, okay. Well, I still don't understand tech. You said share. It didn't. Well, I don't know. There, I assume. Is, there is a box you can check that says give uh, people with this link the ability to speak. And if you don't. Does it automatically it, check? I have. Yes. It seems like it should be unchecked checked. unless I check it, not the other way around. That it's checked unless I uncheck it. That's a little gay ops, well, I think. Okay. Go yeah. complain to Pavel Durov. I will. I'm going to go knock on his door. Oh, wait. I can't fly anywhere. I have to tell my grandmother in a few hours. Yeah, uh, I might not be allowed to fly to America. Why not? Dangerous Dave man. <laughs> yeah. Well, so how can you tell the truth? Oh yeah, I can. The guy makes a hundred million, a hundred thousand. He's got a hedge fund. He's got lots of money. Lawyers. He isn't just some prick. He's a very wealthy prick. There's. Everything runs on money, and the justice system, all of it. It's like, no, 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 you poor people have courts for this and that. And, and rich people can fuck with each other. But if you're poor, you can't fuck with a rich person. It just matter in life more. That's why I like when they turn on each other, though. You got to fuck up real bad to go down, like, like Prince Andrew. <laughs> Well, yeah, he got he got caught in a Jewish civil war between the Ehud Barak faction and the Netanyahu faction. Exactly. He's not of the tribe, and he's the first one on the list going down. I said that as a joke. I was like, look at this, Andrew, Bill Gates. I started naming all the goy. I'm like, well, they're prosecutable. You can't get Wexner or anything. They're too important to the state of Israel. They say back off. But Andrew isn't. He was just somebody that was fucking... Just Lane was fucking him. Because Andrew's a fucking pervert. And would hit anything with two legs. 
she thought this is a prince how fun you know they're both in oxford or whatever found out he had a foot fetish and was into little kids and you know it wasn't long for her to bring epstein into the fray say hey you want a royal here's one on a platter this guy's a fucking tool they called him randy andy they made jokes about it in the what's it called the the puppet thing they have in the uk what the hell is it ah i don't, I don't know the name is the name escapes me it was like drawn together or something like that didn't some Whatever. american talk show host spit an image joke about it yeah it was called spit an image you know, you should pay attention to these little side jokes because they said all the same shit about Harvey Weinstein and several of these fuckers. A lot of people would kind of joke like, yeah, they kind of like him young. And I mean, Trump joked about that with Epstein. Like some on the younger side. Pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. A little young. A little young. <laughs> Emma Watson's uh, in trouble for telling the truth about Israel. That's old. That's very old. I've been meaning well, on that for for a while now. I knew Mark Garoppolo or whatever from the guy that plays Incredible Hawk was like that, and uh, he's retarded on Syria though. Susan Sarandon, I knew. I didn't know about Emma Watson. I knew Selena Gomez. I did. <laughs> I might have had some influence there actually, and uh, obviously Roger Waters and people like that but I didn't know Emma I thought she was just like a feminist weirdo so good honor well uh, so what she did was she posted a, a image of uh, Palestinians demonstrating uh, with the text uh, solidarity is a verb and some former Israeli ambassador uh, said uh, 10 points from Gryffindor for being an anti-semite which is uh, oh, an overreaction, you could say. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I well, think uh, that author lady got in trouble too, uh, but she's in all kinds of trouble for something about trans people too. Uh, what's her name? Well, they're mad because they're like, these goblin bankers are Jews. And she's like, they're goblins. But the fact that you think they're oh. Jews should mean you're anti-Semitic, you know? <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, that was... That was a joke John Stewart did, and a bunch of news outlets uh, reported on it as if it was serious. And then John Stewart went out and said, "No, no, what are you talking about? That's a joke. I don't think yeah. she's anti-Semitic." <laughs> but the media oh, is like the... <laughs> so hungry for accusations that they'll take. Well, the thing is, they're all thinking it because they're anti-Semitic. They're thinking, "Up, oh, big ears, big nose, loves gold. Oh, it's a Jew." And I was like, no, it's a goblin. They're like, what are you saying? Jews look like goblins? What are you saying? Now, that's all on them. You know, that's like, uh, I don't know. It's saying Planet of the Apes is racist to blacks. I'm like, why? Because like, it's a bunch of monkeys. I'm like, so? It's a movie about apes. Oh, I get it. You think black people are like apes. Well, that's on you. And it's not on them. <laughs> why did you? Why was that the first thing you thought of? Because you're obsessed with race. Other people don't think about that all day, every day. A goblin, that's what they look like. They're from fairy tales and stuff, whatever, you know. Yeah, and uh, as a reminder, if you want to uh, send a checkle chat during the stream, you can go to entropystream.live slash apps slash ANC report, and we will read your super chat 
uh, as it comes in. Yeah. Comment or joke or question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But Back now that I'm done, uh, we're just bantering while people trickle in. We're gonna like stream, stream here in a second. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Oh, J about J.K. Rowling too. Uh, <laughs> they want to make like a woke version of Harry Potter. Like we're they're gonna do Harry Potter series, except it's gonna have trans people and people of color and non-binary, whatever, whatever. Oh, I mean. Doesn't it already have trolls and goblins and no? <laughs> but you cannot take someone else's book and redo the whole thing and make money off it and just say, well, they're different colors now. I guess pretty sure it's still copyright. But that's the idea. I don't think she's going to allow that, but some idiot is trying to do it. They want to remake. They can't. They're not creative. You know, they can't make their own story. So. Better remake Harry Potter. It's just like, oh, let's remake Ghostbusters, but we'll have all women. Yeah, and that went over real well. I, I never movie. even liked Harry Potter. I haven't seen any of the movies. I haven't read any of the books. Yeah, but a lot of people like it. Yeah, I know. All the leftists use Harry Potter analogies when they try to justify their position. It's actually really annoying. I was unaware of that. Trump is Voldemort, and you cannot say his name because whatever. Also, uh, you can say his name, but there is a name you can't say. Yeah, I know, but they make poor <laughs> analogies. That's what they do. I should start saying the name of my bells, Voldemort. Mort or whatever. I mean... Like this remake wokeness they're doing that in marvel too and star wars well they have no so, new ideas right like oh this is popular well it looks like there's a lot of straight white males can't have that pickle really it's a story about a boy in england like their james bond is black you know his book he's like scottish flemish whatever Fuck reality. Fucking. It shouldn't matter. It matters to me that it matters to them. Did I get ovened? Goddamn motherfucker. No, no, you're not ovened. I'm just doing uh, secretary work here. I have to take off the uh, Wi Fi or it will oven. I can't even walk no. around my house without it cutting off. Yeah. Harry Potter is, uh, I guess, that generation's Star Wars in terms of popularity and, and I don't know how long it lasts. It's got its own theme park at Universal Studios. It's got, uh, I don't know, broke records for category of book, pretty sure. Yeah. Of course, they attacked the author. She should just double down. It's so weird because they're like they're applying today's uh, moral uh, standards to books written like twenty years ago. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, the entire past is not politically correct, so we must erase it. And the fact is, if she had put a bunch of trans people into Harry Potter, uh, church groups and other people would have gotten, <laughs> would have uh, created such a uh, pushback towards her book that it probably wouldn't be available in uh, children's libraries and stuff like that. Okay, so Ryan got ovened. The fuck is... Ugh. Okay, so we're waiting for things to happen here. We just got our first Ethereum uh, donation. For a whopping... What? Okay, what is this? The value of the donation is $4.57. And the transaction fee is $11.53. Yeah, the gas was... See, this is why I included Bitcoin Cash. Because Bitcoin Cash actually has reasonable uh, transaction fees. While uh, Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin uh, is just a fucking... It's a highway robbery, what they're charging for the as gas or fees. I bet I guess I knew that's I the price sell. of success. Okay. You're I back. knew I was going to self oven. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know I was on. Oh. which was really quiet. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a, we got a, a Ethereum donation, by the way. That's nice. If it changes well, address later. Well, anyway. let me tell you the details of it, and then you can rant about <laughs> crypto. the The value yeah. of the transaction is four dollars and fifty seven cents, and the transaction so, fee. Wait, and the transaction fee is eleven dollars and fifty three cents. Right. Pointless. <laughs> so I lost money by having crypto. <laughs> well, they they spent money because they <sighs> somebody trying to give know, fifteen it... ends up giving four because eleven goes to the transaction. Yeah, well, that this is, is a that's why for... this kind of thing is so fucking stupid. Why don't you just no, send no, real no. money through? Hold on, I'm already I'm already ranting about it. Like, why don't you just send dollars with a credit card or PayPal or Entropy or Odyssey or other the fifty other fucking ways I have to send money? No, no, I got to be cool and send crypto and then lose fucking three-fourths of it on transaction fees. I thank you, but I don't understand your fucking brain because why would you do that? I don't get it. (laughs) Crypto, bro. 
that is steep, okay. dude. Eleven bucks to. Yeah, well, that's why I. Uh, so we have four addresses, and I think uh, Cardano and uh, Bitcoin Cash will have reasonable fees. Uh, but uh, is there any fee? Bitcoin be money, right? Ethereum does not have reasonable fees. But I thought like everyone doing crypto was on an exchange. So if you want to send money in one coin, you just exchange it for the one that's suitable and has the lowest fees, but apparently not. I don't know. I don't understand why people use it at all. Just use real money and you can skip all the intermediaries and you won't have to sell it on an exchange and you can avoid all that. Yeah, but the thing thing is now, uh, so we've uh, we've uh, listed the addresses, and I've now had two requests for different uh, coins or tokens uh, uh, that uh, people want you to also adopt. But the thing is, no, the list we're not even getting shit is- for the most popular ones. We're not going to get shit coins in addition to those. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Unless you're like, I'm going to send you 200 bucks of shitcoin number seven or whatever. I'm like, okay, then I'll do it. But I am not going to have a page of 50 fucking different addresses that no one's ever going to use. Eat a dick. I got this so I can use Rockfin. I am not anticipating any real donations from anybody on shitcoinia because my audience is too smart to be on that kind of shit. The people, the only smart thing to do with digital coins is buy them and hold on to them until they go up in value and then sell them for more than what you bought them for. So if that's the case, no one's donating because like, no, I'm going to hold on to all my coins. And I agree. You probably should. Like, that's my rant on coinage. All right. Shitcoin is anything, anything other than Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash is a shitcoin in my opinion. Uh, I, yeah, that's a broad definition, but yes, it's a lot of hype and maybe Monero. Well, Monero actually has a use uh, if you're a criminal, right? Which I'm not. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's but like, uh, but that's <laughs> I'm not a criminal. You can tell the most. Yeah, but that's actually the because most I get in trouble. Use case. The most compelling yeah. use case is I'm a criminal. That's the one that's better well, than anyone. If you want to sell illegal drugs or whores or something like that, you can use Monero and it'll be good for you, but I don't need that shit. Whatever. Okay, you want to talk education? I do, because I feel like we don't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, a little background on me. I, uh, I went to uh, Norwegian schools my entire life, except for one year where I uh, spent it uh, at a fine institution in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Norwegian education is that it's very loose. It's very, uh, the goal of uh, the school is to create independent people uh, capable of taking care of themselves. So uh, if the teacher is sick and there's no temporary teacher, you just get the you just get time off and they say stuff like yeah prob- maybe study or something but mostly you're just roaming the halls or going to the store or doing whatever you feel like doing 
Uh, if you're in gym class and you'd rather lift weights, you can just tell the teacher, hey, I got a membership at this gym. Can I just go there and lift weights instead? And uh, you'll mm. do that. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, the entire thing is about making uh, like independent people. So you'll have days when you show up to school, school. Not have a have gym like at the school? No, no. It has a, it has a, it has a gym or not a weight gym. No. Because, uh, because uh, uh, sports teams isn't tied to the school, so we don't need big buff uh, American football guys. And like see. sports team is independent of the school. That's something you do in your uh, recreational time. Uh, but uh, like uh, if, if when you turn sixteen and the like the last three years of school, uh, you'll have days where you show up to school at eight. You have a class. And then you don't have a class from 10 to 12. And that time you can do whatever. You can go into the town. Uh, you can sit and chat with people along the pier or whatever. Uh, but uh, when I went to America, the school was very different. The school was run like a prison. It was uh, like uh, uh, if, if there is no teacher, if the teacher is sick and there's no temp, you get put in another class uh, where you have no part of that curriculum. You're just there to be seen by a teacher so they can account for you. And uh, uh, there's special rules about which stairs you can use when you go up to the, the classroom and you can't be in the halls during recess. And uh, when you eat, it has to be in the cafeteria. And it's all very drilled as uh, as like an institution to keep track of you. And when you sign up for uh, for sports at the school, you have to sign insurance waivers uh, claiming uh, stating that you accept any injury. So the school is very coddling. It treats you like you don't have any agency at all times, and it sees you like as a problem to be managed. And that is mm -hmm. the feeling I got from American schools. Now, uh, the curriculum was, uh, it was okay. It's Louisiana, but it was okay. It was interesting for me because I'd never seen stuff like that before. Uh, but also the tests were weird because there were all like multiple choice. And multiple choice is very easy if you're able to logically deduce what answers are wrong from the context. You don't even have mm -hmm. to know the right answers. You just have to know enough to know that the wrong answers are wrong. And uh, right. the entire, uh, so uh, like the, they, they didn't treat them as young adults. They treated them as like, what age was this? Problem. You were there. Uh, I was there at 17, 16, 17. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And that's when that's they, it. It, well, you have to raise your hand and say, may I go to the bathroom? Yeah. You can't just uh, get up and go to the bathroom. You have to ask people. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very weird. But it you've, fosters you've authoritarianism. Had, yeah. yeah, but you've also been at many schools <laughs> throughout your yeah. life. So I went to three different high schools in two different states, and North Carolina, Virginia, one in the island, one not. I also have been in the Japanese educational system at every level from elementary to college. 
And I went to college in the United States too, uh, both community and a university. So pretty much everything you could do, I've uh, been in it. And I would say, I agree with you, U.S. schools are kind of run like a jail. You got little bells for, you know, when things finish and stuff and where you got to go, where you got to move and very regimented. But I also feel like the students are so immature in some places that they have to be treated like a prisoner. Because if you just let them go, they'd go do stupid shit. I mean, some of the schools have metal detectors and bars on the windows. Why? Are you? Because some idiot will bring a knife and gun to school. My schools weren't like that, but certainly, like when I was playing basketball, we go to in North Carolina. We'd go to Columbia. We would go to Aurora, Mattamuskee, uh, Bellhaven, Chocolatey. Uh, yeah, I say like ninety percent black schools. By the way. Not saying that's the reason, but <clears throat> in those places, at least, they were just, uh, it, it, it really was like a jail. I mean, they actually had metal bars um, on the windows of the school. I'm like, why? Somebody got to throw a chair through the window? Like, what are you scared of here? Who breaks into a school? <laughs> I can't remember for what purpose. But they treated yeah, them like it was a fucking jail. Yeah, and you're not allowed to be in the classroom alone. Like, there always has to be an overseer there to oh, check 100%. that you're not ruining the interior or writing something on a desk or putting gum somewhere. Eating gum but the is thing not is, allowed. You're not allowed to have a phone. Uh, like, <laughs> but it, But be honest, if there was no adult in the room, they would destroy the place and, and fight with each other and stuff. Yeah, but then the question is, is that because they are like that or because they've never been given responsibility uh, over their Both. Own? They're like yeah. that because they didn't get any responsibility in elementary and junior high school. So they just remain that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, uh, like I remember in elementary school, I thought it was like a huge government overreach that they didn't let us play bandy because they were afraid of the wooden sticks. I was like, why can't we yeah. play bandy during recess? And so I was like, no, that's not allowed. But we were allowed to play soccer all day. Mm. Well, in Japan, for example, in elementary school, first of all, there's no janitors or anything. The kids clean the whole school. Which is done way faster because you've got hundreds of people and they each have their little section and they clean it up and it's competition. You know, can I get my room cleaner than theirs? Are you cleaning the music room? Are you cleaning your home room? Are you cleaning the hallways? Are you cleaning the bathroom? Whatever it is, they have their little section and they clean it up and they also take turns giving each other meals. So the cafeteria worker is the student's your fifth and sixth graders usually and they sit there with the ladle and the gloves and all that and put food on all the trays and you come by and pick it up and they're very excited to do this like when it's their turn to be important and they're and they're never alone they're always in pairs but when their little group gets to go up and serve the class 
They're very excited. Nobody wants to miss the day like, oh no, I was I was on cafeteria duty. It's something they really enjoy doing. But they're given responsibilities as you know, as lame as serve the food, clean up the school and stuff at a very early age. And that persists. Junior high school, high school, the kids clean the school. They don't have any custodians. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend who used to work in a Norwegian prison, which is uh, it's like a depressing hotel room, basically. But the, uh, the prisoners that were given tasks were so happy to be given tasks, to be told to clean or something, because it made them feel like responsible and like they had a purpose and that somebody right. appreciated them. And that be, and often the prisons are full of like uh, foster care kids that are grown up and become habitual criminals. And so they've never like felt appreciated in that sense. Mm -hmm. And it's very important for their self image. That's the importance of work. And that's something I try to explain people that welfare kills the soul. Not only does it destroy your work ethic and incentive and make you a lazy fuck, it's just not working makes people, most people, directionless. Like you need to have goal attainment. Unabomber talks about this with autonomy and goal attainment and happiness. It's not there. In school, it's just, it, American school is an obedience test. Like if you want to do well, the main thing you have to do is do all the homework. Well, that favors kids who have no life. Like if you have a talent in something else, you want to go do that. But if your only way of getting self-worth is getting good grades because you suck at sports, you suck at drawing, you're not creative, you suck at social skills, you don't have a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, then, well, at least you can like do all your homework every single time and get an A. And it's just bullshit, like busy work most of the time. They're not learning fuck all about history, about anything. Their most important classes are English and math, right? Which really sucks if you're not a math person because like you're required to do this. I know this guy from my high school, I remember seeing him again. I was always good. I finished all my math by 10th grade. And like, are you going to take all these advanced math courses? And like, no, why? The reason I did them is I don't have to do anymore. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I'm not going to use this. What, what do I need trigonometry for? Or whatever. Just so, you know. But this poor kid, he just couldn't get out of a two or whatever. His name was Luke. And he just had a really hard time with it. It was great at other things, but he could not excel in the stuff that he was really brilliant at because he had to spend all his time trying to pass this math class. And he ended up not, and he didn't graduate. And I was like, man, just because that requirement oh, it sucks. But it, it's really arbitrary. It's, it's weird how, like, oh, you're all the same age, not based on ability, just based on how old you are. That's the class you're in. And sometimes they stagger it by like AP and college prep and general education or something. But 
how they decide who all gets into each click is more also based on an obedience test. They find out real early, like, do you always do what you're told or not? It's just like George Carlin said, just smart enough to read the signs and run the machines. They're not going to let you have any kind of knowledge that is pragmatic or useful or will improve your life. Yeah, I have to I have to say that uh, for me, the American school system was uh, it was kind of easy because all you needed to do was the work and the work was very uh, it, it was very straightforward, like do this by this date and uh, remember to have all the requirements. Uh, and it was a it was a very easy system to like accept the amount of work you had to do and then just do it. Uh, but the Norwegian system is much more diffuse because they'll give you like, uh, they'll give you assignments that are like, write an essay about the emotional impact of uh, 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 feminism or something like that, so, which is really abstract and weird to define and hard. But you have to like write a long piece of uh you have to write a really long essay about this what, what uh while in america it was like you are supposed to write a paper where you argue one point that should have a thesis and uh and a conclusion and the middle part with, with the arguments where you cite the text and that was very easy to get wrap my head around it was much easier mm -hmm. than all this free flow writing that you have to do in norway where the goals are less uh, clear. They don't really have any themes in the U.S. other than don't be racist. <laughs> like, don't be prejudiced. So all, they're reading, like, The Scarlet Letter and Catcher in the Rye and all the standard books and stuff, Huckleberry Finn or whatever. And the theme of every single fucking thing is power corrupts and don't be racist. It's the only two things they say. But it's shit you could teach a six-year-old. Their history class... Is the same history class four years in a row. And they still oh, don't teach it. <laughs> I loved American history. It was so easy. There was, was, there was nothing. No <laughs> oh, that's the best part. It's so short. But it's also, there's there's like no. Uh, well, this is the same for Norwegian uh, history too in high school. There's no consideration of motivations and uh, uh power dynamics behind the scene there's just this happened then this happened and on this day that happened there's no nuance or uh like uh, you don't they try not to confuse you as hard as they can so they make it as simple as possible hmm. in japan they don't teach anything outside of japan like if japan's not involved it didn't happen there's only four countries in the world, Japan, the United States, Korea, and China. No one else exists. If you ask people here, where's the Philippines? Like, I don't know. I'm like, where's Russia? I don't know. <laughs> they well, That's an exaggeration. They'd know where Russia is, but they wouldn't know anything about it. They couldn't tell you one leader, nothing. Yeah, they they they'd know geography, but not uh, demographics, culture, history, anything. Right. Like I mean, that. We actually tested at a guy named Every Country. <laughs> so yeah, he was he was based. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
but there was one more thing, and it's like um, the. No, I've I lost my point. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. Well, no, no. It's uh, you you remember we talked about Kazakhstan. Yeah. And like uh, we have no cultural connection, or we don't know anything about Kazakhstan. Most people even don't even know they look Asian because of Borat. Right. Well, so does East Russia. Siberia yeah, so, is so, Asian. They're like, well, I thought you're. I thought you're like Russian. Like, well, they are. Yeah. So, so when people uh, when people see that there's uh, some riots and maybe a coup going on there, their first instinct is just, oh, color revolution. It's uh, sort of in Russia. Probably NATO doing their tricks again. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you look into it, and there's absolutely no reason for NATO to do that because Kazakhstan is a pretty compliant co- a country with their agenda. Yeah, they just want to say color revolution about everything. And yeah, you'll be right sometimes. Well, there's the thing. You know, in the U.S., the standards in education are so low. Like all you have to do to pass physical education is put on tennis shoes, like what they call dress out, and like. Put on tennis shoes and be there enough days in a row in your past. Oh, I remember that. That oh, I have two stories about this. So, <laughs> first of all, I was uh, shocked that like uh, there was no physical education in in physical education. It happened like uh, three days in a, in a quarter. So like uh, for out of during a period of three months, there was actually three days of mandatory physical activity where we did some sport. And the rest of the time, everybody just sat <laughs> on the bleachers and did nothing and just That's talked. why Louisiana is the fattest country or the fattest state in the fattest country. Yeah. And, and to me, this concept was like insane because, oh, like I love being physical. <laughs> Doing physical activity is fun. So, but the only ones actually doing physical activities were the blacks that did basketball. Nobody else. Well, they look down. They, they look down on PE. They're like, yeah. "Oh, that's just playing games or something." They look down on your physical fitness of your body. Ugh. To them, there's a hierarchy of subjects, and like, oh well, literature. Oh yeah, that's yeah, which is way, way more useless than physical education. <laughs> you're gonna need to if you have children or whatever you're gonna have to pick them up and carry them places and stuff you're gonna need some minimal amount of fucking fitness <clears throat> just to even live a long time right you're definitely gonna want to have sex later in your life you want to do there's a lot of things you're gonna need physical fitness for what you don't need is shakespeare and stuff it's a nice extra but like learning about literature or whatever <laughs> it's just some oh, Canterbury fucking thing. tales and it's not Canterbury like they do. Tales. Like, if your fucking level of literature is, yeah, Canterbury Tales and Shakespeare shit you learned in high school, you still don't know shit about literature anyway. But you could get a good physical education, but they don't. And they yeah, see, like, well, health, health, which is very important, is an elective. Which is why we're getting this situation about COVID and stuff and the fucking level of ignorance on viruses and mRNA and all that. Nobody knew because their health class was basically don't smoke or drink that's all well <laughs> well in a sense the the vaccine is perfect for the american psyche because uh, if you get sick 
uh, it's not a problem of your lifestyle. It's not a problem with you or your yeah. uh, BMI. Yeah. You, you just a, get a pill to drugs. fix it. You not, yeah, you now have diabetes, yeah. so you need insulin, and it's problem solved. It's done. And so, oh, well, the same thing with mental problem. health. Oh, yeah. it's it's not your attitude. It's not anything that's personally happened to you that ought to fuck you up. It's you have a chemical imbalance and you need SSRIs to correct the chemicals in your brain. It's always sell a product. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, and, uh, my, yeah. My, my second story from PE class is that uh, after playing basketball with the black people and sweating, uh, and uh, not understanding what they said because they're from Louisiana and they're black. Uh, took me a while. took me like uh, one month to uh, understand what they were saying. Uh, but uh, I wanted to take a shower after physical activity. So I went into the locker room. I took off my clothes. I put a towel around my waist and I went to the shower section. Uh, but that section of the locker room uh, had just been occupied by the black people and nobody took a shower wait did, didn't they at least take a shower <laughs> nobody they looked at me like i was insane and then huh. rumors started spreading around school that i had a big dick because i wanted to take a shower okay <laughs> I don't, that must be some Southern Catholic like uh, aversion to nudity or something, <laughs> but, but it was I, I it it bothered me the entire time. Like I can't take a shower here. Like the the black people told me no. Uh, we always had showers uh, like at boarding school after sports. There were showers in the locker room, but nobody wants to use them because the whole locker room smells like foot. You know, it's just nasty. And we had showers at our dorm room too, which were a little bit less dirty. So most people would just go shower there. Same thing, it's still a communal shower and all that. It's just the one near the football locker was just fucking gross. And uh, yeah, nobody wanted to touch it, but nobody gave a fuck about race on the football team. Yeah. That's well, a bit more mixed than basketball, though. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, people do give a fuck about race in Louisiana. That's. Louisiana, the only the only state in the in the union that uh, actually segregates their police response. So if there's a problem in a black area, they send black officers, <laughs> and that's how they uh, avoided the entire BLM thing, just by. Well, that sounds like <laughs> a worked. political problem. Yeah, it's probably the result of some sh bullshit. I don't know. I did not experience that in Virginia. And um, North Carolina, I mean, I left in ninth grade, so I don't know, but I don't think so either. Nobody would care. <clears throat> Japan didn't have any blacks or whites, so everybody's Japanese. That's not an issue. I have no idea where they showered or whatever. Never cared. They are. Uh, do segregate by sex so like even in the same classroom girls sit on one side of the room boys on the other i always thought that was weird as hell like don't you want to it's not a rule it's just something they do because it is a rule in elementary school and they just kind of do it on their own later Isn't well, that, that odd? keeps the, that keeps the gossip in one circle only 
So <laughs> only the girls can gossip uh, with the girls, and only the boys can gossip with the boys. We had one kid who was clearly homosexual. He was like the gay. Um, his nickname was San Francisco. People just called him San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> like in English, they call hey, San Francisco. Um, sit with his legs crossed, all that stuff. And like, he didn't think he was gay. But me and every teacher there and most of the students were like, oh yeah, you'll figure this out soon, bud. Like, you're gay. 100%. <laughs> I saw him years later. Um, you know, Sitting on the train, legs crossed, shorts that are a little bit too short, all that. Uh, I was like, Francisco, hey, you know, <laughs> he'd figured it out. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and he, to and he told me like it was a big secret. I was like, oh, we all knew that. <laughs> How? Dull. Uh, I don't know, man. There's something about the gayness that just you act just like American gays. Uh, <laughs> something it seems. Uh, I have some uh, I have some news from Entropy. So. Oh, cool. We got uh, twenty five dollars in Canadian from Derek Knight, oh, wow. and he awesome. said, uh, "Yeah, he said a solid topic of exercise and mental health. Great book called Sparked by John Rattay." Discusses dopamine and exercise. Also, a PBS Naperville secondary special on the topic of exercise and cognition. John Ratti has TED Talks as well. For anyone else interested in the topic of neurology and exercise, appreciate your work, gentlemen. I also, I, and I agree with John, who's referring to is, and part of what he says is, I am of the opinion that a lot of depression and stuff in the US is from lack of exercise, lack of physical activity. And especially for young men, like even if you are playing a sport or something, it might not be enough because six hours out of the fucking day, you're sitting at a desk, which is unnatural for 18 year old, 17 year old, whatever. Uh, I got into martial arts. So I got, I was like, oh, I need to hit stuff. Like I don't, this kicking a ball, throwing a ball, it's not enough. But um, so you do release a lot of dopamine. It's the same thing. That's why they call dope, dope drugs. It does it artificially, but you can do that naturally through activity. And it could be from sex. It could be from uh, fighting or sports or whatever, running. People get a runner's high, ride the bike, whatever. But it is absolutely necessary to exercise, not just to, for your muscles, be bigger or whatever it's like you need that for your brain and it's often overlooked like no exercise is healthy for your mind not just your heart and lungs and stuff which is all connected obviously good lungs good heart make a good brain too but there's a lot of people and they neglect it they got just enough muscles to move around they just, you know, i'm just gonna read books and stuff and like mm -mm. you're gonna get not sad, but a lack of dopamine doesn't make you sad. It makes you empty, which might be worse than being sad, is to feel nothing at all. Yeah. And uh, if you don't use it, you lose your ability to, to uh, experience it. 
Yeah, well, so, uh, so. like <clears throat> lifting weights uh, uh, makes you smarter. It has cognitive de- benefits in your brain. It function. makes you have the ability to be smarter. Yeah, well, you still yeah, have to like decide you, to do something with it, but yeah. Yeah, you can lift sure. weights and then go watch 10 hours of MSNBC and it's not going to help much. You'll still remember more than 10 hours than someone who didn't lift. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be shit. It's terrible shit you remember. That might be though. worse because the more yeah. MSNBC you remember, <laughs> it'd be better to forget all of it. But yeah. Pretty soon you'll be working out in a gas mask like at the gym. Besides, besides sleep. Uh, working out is the best thing for your brain. If you're trying to remember things and all that, you like you got to do a certain amount of physical activity. You have to. If you don't have a partner to do that with, then you need uh, training of some sort. Doing something, go play racquetball or tennis or lift weights or fucking take a jog, run with a dog. You got to do it. All right, we evolved with a certain level of physical and psychological and social activity and all three of those are neglected in favor of rigorous academic route learning and it's all out of balance and it does cause depression and a slew of other mental problems because of the way it's, it's from school like you're it's so much pressure too it's like if you fuck up on this test this one day it'll screw up your grade in this subject which means you won't get into college, which means you won't get a job, which means you won't have a future. It means you're all like, and it's like every single day, like every week, if you fuck up on a test, it wrecks your whole future. It doesn't really, but that's what the kids are made to believe. Fuck up on this, not going to get the grade, not going to get into the school you want, not going to get the job you want, not going to have the wife or husband you want. It's all so it's like every time they take a test, their entire fucking future is on the line. That's not healthy. That's Japan, it doesn't matter if you pass or fail, you automatically pass. Like if you fail, if you fail in the US, you have to do the same grade over again, right? If you fail in a subject in Japan, it just looks bad, but you you don't have to stay behind because you could have passed everything else. They just free start figuring out real early, okay? Like if you fail all your math classes, I'm like probably not gonna be an engineer. Nothing wrong with that. As yeah, long uh, as you are excelling at something you know like can't feel everything yeah. but i i, I want to highlight another difference between norway and uh, america or the us and that is uh in norway we don't have honors classes so we don't have mm-hmm. the idea of segregating the smartest kids there is just one class and that's the class we do for some yeah. things but physics and math i I would disagree that honors is the smartest kids honors is the most obedient kids they might also be smart they might happen to be but that's not why they're there they're there because they comply yeah uh when i was in louisiana uh uh, i got pulled out of class one day and i was like what am i in trouble and it was like no there's an honors meeting you have to go to so i went to the cafeteria (laughs) And uh, I'm looking around and I was like, do I need to be here? And they're like, well, this is the honors class, but uh, I don't want to be an honors that I don't want to be a nerd. <laughs> and I went back to class. And I was like, <laughs> nope, not, I don't want to be part of this at all. But now but, you're like uh, leader that's... of a team literally called nerd team too. 
Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, I didn't know I was a nerd until I was 19 when I got my first glasses. And uh, people started calling me a nerd. So it's, I guess it comes with the glasses. Hi. Hi. Yeah, so, uh, so that, but uh, the German education system is interesting because I've, I've been to Germany and I've talked to Germans and the way they segregate their schools is they have three groups. They have dumb kids, they're at the lowest bottom. Then they have medium kids that are like, okay, but not that smart or uh, well achieving. And then they have smart kids and the smart kids get to learn English and the medium kids learn a little bit of English and the dumb kids never learn English at all. And that's uh, an interesting way to do it. But uh, that goes I against every like principle. To, uh, give me a C student. Because I feel like, oh, they know enough to, you know, they hate school enough that they're not getting an A, which means they're disobedient enough to not perfectly comply to utterly impractical bullshit. And I would gander, it's your C student types that are not wearing masks. You're going, no, I ain't doing that. Where your A knows better and does it anyway. And your D, who knows what they do. <laughs> but, well. I, I've always, I would look around like the people getting A's are just doing whatever they're told all the time. Don't necessarily, they're not necessarily smart or not. So it's just, a thought, it's mostly an obedience test. A lot of them would share homework and stuff and cheat. The people that were like raising their hands, asking questions and having discussions and stuff. It's almost always boys. Um, don't necessarily get good grades. It's odd. Of course, they're graded differently. Yeah. And that's another thing in America is completely sexist against men. I never didn't get an A when I wrote a paper for a girl. Every every like girlfriend or brother's girlfriend or whatever who I wrote a paper for, I got an A plus. But not the same for boys. Same teacher, same everything. They are graded on a different level. And we make this argument. Like my now sister-in-law, she's a nurse. She got A's and stuff. And we're like, oh, you got an A? Okay, write a paper for Scott, my twin, right? She does C plus. Why? Because there's a boy's name on the top. That's why. And they're judged differently. A student her whole life didn't believe, like, oh, they're not sexist. They are going to try it. See if you can get an A with my name on it. You never will. And I think part of that is they need a certain level of athletic males in the military, and they try and fuck you up your career on purpose so you'll, you'll join the Army. That's what I think. Well, it, yeah, because uh, well, the military is one is the only institution I've uh, met in Norway where they actually measure your intelligence, and uh, uh, they sat us all in a room during the what do you call it the draft meet or like the draft 
you're you're signed up for the draft and you have to do a fitness test and yeah. you have to be checked by doctors. The US, and make you do there's no draft because of the way they do the school system. The number one reason people join the army is because they don't have any economic opportunities with the grades they got in school. Yeah, uh, when I did it, the draft was still mandatory. And if the state wanted you, they could just call you and say, uh, you have to do this. And, and so I, I remember taking the intelligence test and we were all sitting in the room and they were reading up the results. And this one guy who looked like uh, he liked cars, looked like a mechanic. Uh, he got uh, out of uh, uh, from one to nine, he got a one, making him ineligible for the draft because he was too dumb for the military and i think he was the smartest guy in the room because he was smart enough to answer wrong on everything right you'd have to know what they were to get them wrong which makes me wonder is joe striker actually or eric striker a genius how is he consistently wrong on fucking every topic Can we just by chance you get something right <laughs> okay all right you don't got to bash on him, but I will. I've never seen somebody so amazingly wrong on everything other than John Bolton, maybe. That guy's worse. You can look at whatever John Bolton has said about anything and say, yeah, the opposite of that, he'd probably be right. Well, it's John Bolton and Pompeo. They're like the champions of being. Pompeo said that Soleimani was responsible for uh, the deaths of thousands of Christians in the Middle East, which is insane. The difference is Pompeo knows that's not true. Yes, yeah, Bolton doesn't. <laughs> Bolton's clueless. Pompeo is gear. Pompeo has aspirations to be president, and he thinks he can do it. That's why he lost weight. That's why he's pandering to Christians and the Israelis and every other uh, interest group there is. But he doesn't have it. He is not charismatic. He's a buffoon. And nobody likes he's him. Not gonna I heard DeSantis is going to stay governor of Florida. He's not going to run against Trump. Well, I mean, we're stuck with like Trump or worse. I mean, it's a compelling uh, conundrum to choose between DeSantis and Trump, but DeSantis would at least be competent and not sleeping on the job because Trump was mostly just a yeah. figurehead. Trump's all pro-vaccine and stuff, and DeSantis is like, nah, no mask. Take a jab if you want. You don't need it. Better. Yeah. And they're both Zionists, but Trump is even more of a Zionist. Um... He had four years and did nothing. So. Yeah. Let's be honest. His administration was a trash fire. Yeah, oh, yeah. He hired Bolton. Like, he fired him, but he also hired him. He had, yeah, he, he, well, he, he couldn't keep people. He had a weird Scaramucci guy as press secretary for a week or whatever. Like, uh, constant firings, constant new people. Couldn't fill. He had a great press secretary at, at the end, though. She was Haley awesome. McEnany or whatever. She was great. Like compared to this fucking ginger we have now, huh? Dude, uh, Jen Psaki. He had when, Douglas when McGregor I... too. If he had had McGregor from day one, that would have been a kick-ass administration. 
Yeah, but uh, like when I look at Jem Pusaki, I get the same uncanny feeling as when I look at Laura Luma. Like Jem Pisaki smiling is disturbing. You know her name in Japanese is piss in your drink. Well, it's fitting. Yeah, piss sake, right? <laughs> Like drinking piss. <laughs> well, pissing in your drink is something a ginger would do. Hundred percent. When they're not headbutting maple trees or raping ostrich, they pee in drinks. Yes. She's not a real ginger though. She like dyed her hair that way. Wait, is that she's true? A, she's a, she looks she's a fake ginger, which is like blackface for gingers. Oh, she's a daywalker. I don't know what her real hair color is, probably gray. But um nobody's hair is that red. It's, it's so red I can see it, and I'm gray green colorblind. So okay, we have a we have a new super chat. From uh, White Portuguese, who I believe is Portugal podcast. And uh, for $3, he says, just listen to Ryan's audiobook. Great stuff. If this was required read in school instead of CRT, BS, the world would have less idiots. PS, fuck Lincoln with, the, with an anchor. Yeah, just with an anchor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hopefully at the to... bottom of the sea. Yeah. Well, so they're not going to read my audiobook or listen to it in school. However, Governor Yunkin yesterday uh, did get rid of CRT in Virginia. Yeah, but there's a. It's only his, his third day in office, too. Yeah, I feel like they'll right. just teach the same garbage under a different name, but at least he's going to get rid of any book that actually calls itself critical race theory. Yeah, but I get this like every time there's a pushback, you never get back as far as you were before. So the statues aren't going back up. Like they, you seed ground every backlash. Well. So I don't do slow... this. Somebody isn't everything I want, so I give up on everything. Like we're not getting the statues back, but he's not letting any more be taken down. We're getting rid of CRT. He got out of the uh, stupid ass environmental tree they were in, and he said, "Wearing a mask, students wearing a mask is up to their parents, so no more mandates on masks." I'll take that as a small W. It is. It is. But like, uh, but you're right. Like, a real, a real chat would just get in there and go. There's no mask for anybody ever. <laughs> All the yeah, students double the number of statues. <laughs> yeah, uh, like with the uh, uh, Yunkin, uh, we're still not back at the same level of freedom we had, which was limited before the pandemic. It's still or just kind before of, Ralph Morton. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're always seeding ground 
just a little slower with Republicans and Democrats. And they never learn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some very loud women here. I'm going to move. Right there. Oh. But by the way, uh, my theory on why they want, uh, why they give women better grades, is partially due to the cultural influence of feminism, but I also think it's because women make greater managers, like greater middle managers. They're really good at controlling what people are allowed to say or do, uh, because that's what they do as parents or uh, as mothers. They're always like controlling the behavior of young men. And that's sort of in their genes to do. And so they'll I also go and complain so if they don't get the grade they want. Yeah. So I think the system like uh, wants more women because they're going to be more reliable managers that won't question the system. Well, men favor them because they want to fuck them, and women favor them because they're in the same group. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if every girl gets that favoritism. My family and the people we're dating and stuff are all pretty 1% good looking. Uh, so they just float through life. Of course, the men in my family are not the top 1%, but all the girls are. And uh, I don't know. I just felt like... You get both when you're a good-looking girl. You get people who fucking hate you because you're a good-looking girl. And you have people who do anything you want because you're a good-looking girl. You get both. Rarely treated normally. That's got to mess with their head. There's a lot of people that are like either simping for you or just in a jealous rage against you. It's hard for them to have friends, like real friends, you know. I tell these people too, they're like, oh, all my friends are guys. Like, all your friends want to bang you. No, -uh, I have a boyfriend. Like, yeah, they're just waiting in line. The moment that armor cracks, they're going to try and slide in. No, wait, yeah, wait, call him right now. Ask him to suck his dick. He'll be over here in two minutes. All your male friends want to fuck you. If you're a teenager, you, they're not your friend. They just want to hit it. That's not true. Yeah, it is. You can do the test. Just call, hi, I broke up with so-and-so. Can you come over? They're there. I'll tell you something else. If you're some girl's best friend, you're just, she's not your friend either. And she don't want to fuck you. You're this dude she wants to complain about the other dudes too. Because you'll listen. You can't be friends with girls. Well, uh, some uh, at girls, that age. Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, have a yeah, woman, like uh, I'm friends with Sabina Hosenfelter. She's a theoretical physicist. So, but like, and it's like, when you're an adult, I guess you can. Well, you're already yeah, married but, and have kids and whatever, but like, at that age, with the hormones flying, eh, why? <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, but the it's thing is, like, there are there are some girls that are misfits and they just can't deal with the social dynamics of being uh, friends with other girls because it's such a minefield of backstabbing and shit yeah, going on. Cattiness. Yeah, cattiness. Yeah. So it's easier to just have guy friends because it's like a way out. Oh, yeah. Well, the guy friends are better. Like, I'll tell you what. Anytime some shit's really gone down, a lot of people in my life, um, a lot of girls are fair weather. Things are going great. They're great. Things go bad. They're gone. Men will fucking been there, done that, and feel bad if you're in a bad situation and try and help you. Girls don't want to hear it. Fuck, you figured it out on your own. <laughs> okay. This whole women are more sensitive. I'm like, no, they're not. They're more, they're just fucking selfish creatures. And uh, only want things when they're everything's going well. They are nice to children, but they're not nice to men, unless it's some guy that's doing something for her. Boys, on the other hand, some are nice to kids, some hate kids. They generally do stick up for one another, though. That's my experience. Like when shit really goes down. Now, there's some women. I'm just thinking in generalities. Some women are fucking great. But on a on average, uh, I get 10 guys to help me before I get a girl. If it's something. Because it's just... <clears throat> they don't give a shit. Unless they want to bang you. Then they'll help you. But otherwise, nah. You're useless. Yeah, they'll also just invent reasons for you to spend time with each other that you don't really appreciate. Like, oh yeah, you should teach my dog to longboard. What? <laughs> I, swear, I would that's fucking a love to teach a dog to longboard. I'll be like, oh, you I'd love to do that. That sounds crazy. <laughs> well, it didn't work. The dog wasn't good. Well, it should be fun to uh, surf with a dog. Like, sounds like a good day. <laughs> you need to get them while they're puppies. Like when they're huh? adults, it's very hard to get that into them because they they're instinctively scared of uh, like rolling. At least that's my experience. Mm. Yeah, well, most people tell you you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Gotta get them when they're puppies, or whatever. But I feel like if you have food, you can get a dog to do anything. Especially if it's bacon. Oh well, yeah, maybe. I don't know about longboarding. Issue. Maybe not anything, but you know. You, get, you can you can teach them. But <laughs> but you got to get them when they're young because that's when all their reward centers are like uh, uh, highly in tune to do what the master tells them to. Oh, I got and, another and one it, about education though. Fucking science but, projects. Oh my god, do you have those in Norway? No, that's retarded. Okay. In America, every middle school, and it's like a parent's nightmare, these fucking science projects. It's like, fuck all the other subjects. Your science project is your thing, and almost everybody has to have their parents help with it or whatever. It's like you're going back to school. You got this goddamn science project with a giant presentation and all this stuff. Here, America is really fucking really cares about science 
Because that's how you make new weapons and toys and stuff, you know? So they drill it in your fucking head to learn science and make you do science projects and applicable stuff on that. But at the expense of saying fuck all to everything else. There's no real art class. Art, just like PE, is based on participation. I'm like, this is bullshit. Because, like, kids who should derive a sense of self-worth and self-esteem because they're really good at drawing or really good at painting or whatever, uh, they get the same grade as someone who can't draw a fucking stick figure because it's all based on participation. Like, well, it's not fair. Some people are just artists and some aren't. I'm like, well, some people can spell and some can't, but that doesn't matter. You still give one a D and one an A. So why don't you do the same thing in art and physical education and this and this and this and this? No, they don't. You know, only ones they deem important then, well, that we're going to actually grade. But the stuff that basically the stuff they suck at, we're going to base on participation. So all these artists are just not recognized because all these non-artists get the exact same grade as the artist. Because art's not actually judged on your ability to create art. It's just, did you show up and do what you're told? If you followed all the rules, you get an A. Even if your art fucking sucks. As someone that could fucking draw the Mona Lisa with an eraser and a whatever. F. Because that's not what I asked you to do. Which, you know, yeah. a lot of artists aren't going to do what they're told to do, but... You know, and as far as painting, I thought I couldn't paint for a long time. I could always draw with a pencil and things like that. And uh, I'm like, man, I can't paint except for airbrush, airbrush surfboards and stuff. Then I realized, nope, it's just the shitty fucking $2 brushes and paint that won't wash out from one color to another, no matter how much water you put on it, that they give you in public school. It Nobody can paint with that crap. If you go and get a decent brush, even like 18 bucks or something, and some paints to water and stuff, you'll be amazed at how much better at painting you are than you basically got tricked in school. They give you the shittiest paint, the shittiest brushes, the shittiest everything, and of course you can't make anything. And uh, it wasn't until I was like a 20 something, and I got. I was wanted to do a Bob Ross thing. So I went and, and got all the crap from like a craft store. Not expensive or anything. I'm not talking about a $100 paintbrush or anything like he has. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's not that hard at all. It's not much different from drawing with uh, markers or something. A little bit actually, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's just the uh, the brushes and the paints. And they give you such low quality shit in school that everybody thinks they can't paint. And you look at Da Vinci or something like that, you're like, whoa, impossible. Like, well, they're not using the fucking uh, 50 cent brush from Kmart. That's part of it. Those brushes they give you to skull, you can only use them once. And then you can never get the paint out. You need fucking paint thinner to get the paint out of a brush. <laughs> so all your colors get all fucked. You have to start with all your lightest and then get darker because if you go the other direction, fuck it. If you use black once, all your colors are black. Yeah, they fuck you on the paint. Sorry, personal rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, yes. Yeah, it's like they do. They they, and I'm telling you, somebody in chat right now is like, I wonder if I can paint. All I ever did was try the shit from school. I'm like, yeah, go get a real brush and stuff. Maybe you're a lot better than you think you are. Yeah. And by real brush, I don't mean like 
you know, high tech shit. Just like a normal fucking brush. You know, the the quality of crap at public school in the U.S. is just like that gray paper with lines on it they gave you when you were five. Who writes on that? Yeah, shit will tear really easy in erasers that don't erase things, and it really fucking knocks the bottom out of your uh, self-assessment when you're using shit erasers, shit paper, shit paint, shit everything. Yeah, yeah uh, I want to. I have a rebuttal to that uh, uh, science project thing uh, uh-huh. you talked about. Like, uh, we don't have that, uh, not in elementary school, because. First of all, you're too young to be doing junior high advanced. Yeah, we don't have high. an element okay. either. Okay, but uh, what we do have in uh, uh, I would call it junior high school, but it's it's when you're 14, right? They have okay. a Freshman. week, which is like elective week, where you can do whatever you want for a week and then present it to the class, but it's only a week. So you got to spend your time wisely. And so like one girl in my class decided to figure out how engines work. And that was her like project was just like, how does a car work? Uh, Mm -hmm. Most people use that time to uh, get the moped license so that they can start riding (laughs) mopeds. Me and my friends made a movie, uh, an action movie that was uh, basically about uh, uh, it was basically John Wick before John Wick. Somebody killed my dog, and I killed all of them. Is that what happened in John Wick? Yeah, that's the that's why everybody started loving uh, Keanu Reeves again is because of John Wick. And the plot of John Wick is organized crime killed his dog, so he kills all of organized crime. Uh, you got a lot of dog lovers. Yeah, that's why the next oh the next John Wick movie is called John Wick Fauci. Uh, I hope he kills him. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a great movie. Dude, any skit. That's why I thought Vince McMahon missed the boat. He should have done a commercial for pro wrestling that starts off like one of those annoying ass TikTok videos of nurses dancing in choreography. And just in the middle of it, when they're like, this is, I know no square. They just run at them with steel chairs and fucking level everybody, throw them up in the air, choke slam, all that. That would have been the most satisfying commercial in the history of mankind. But nobody did it. Yeah, I, I think AEW is the new home of funny wrestling, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's really no uh, new home, actually. It sucks. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, the first time I saw uh, a wrestling, I was 17 because I was oh. at a friend's house uh, who had cable, which uh, we my family only had three channels on the TV. So that's mm-hmm. all we had. Uh, but, but I saw it and it was this matador dressed guy who was supposed to be Spanish fighting an American. And it was mm-hmm. the most cringe thing I've ever seen because it was so overt in their uh, xenophobia. It was like, it was so basic that I just couldn't believe how people would suspend disbelief and, and buy into it. Then I talked to you and I, or I realized that, oh, no, no, they watch it from their like seven years old. So it seems mm-hmm. real then. 
and then you get caught into the storylines and there's a lot of great writing that goes into it and sometimes they trick you and it's uh, the uh, the unexpected thing happens and it is theater yeah it's so. it's a soap opera for testosterone <laughs> what do you say but Action it went to hell theater yeah, the sports entertainment or something like that. Still trying to get this fucking ticket. They won't let me pay. The gay ops on this thing. Uh, Got an okay. E-Sky is rejecting everything. So did y'all. I'm going to have to go to fucking China Air. Oh, are you trying to buy a ticket now again? No, I was just looking again. I'm not going to quit. this fucking drag in the morning. It's yeah, a pain it's, in the uh... dick. Yeah. Wouldn't take my cards. Wouldn't take my wife's card. And I'm thinking, fuck. I better not be in a no-fly list. Uh, do you want to hear from Portugal Podcast? Yeah, and I'm glad he likes separation of business and state. Like I worked in that a while, and um, I, I don't know, it didn't sell as well as I hoped, but everyone who got it really enjoyed it, so that's good, I guess. It was great, man. How you doing? Pretty good, dude. Do you have a favorite chapter in that book? Uh, everything was good, you know. I loved how you. Bashed the stuff out of yeah, it it went all over the place basically. Yeah. Um, Everything from education to the male. To yeah, the, the education chapter was good. The male military, the the war in Iraq as well, and uh, yeah, it it covered a lot of ground and it was really really good. And I'm gonna make an offer to you if you want. Uh, if you want to translate it to Portuguese, I would do that for you. Dude, have at it. <laughs> if you can. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need the, um, I'm gonna need the text. You know, uh, if you can, I'll, can... I'll, I'll 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 send you an email. You know. Yeah. And uh, I think and I then have afterwards, that, if you... that might yeah, have been one of like the things it. I lost. I had everything on external hard drives, and they all broke. So I'll never get a hard drive with moving parts. Yeah. People suggested, oh, just stick it on there. I'm like, yeah, that lasted a week, and I'll have no data. Uh, so good. I have the book itself, and I have my audiobook, so I can write it all down again if I have to. I just really don't want to do that. But um, mm -hmm. Somewhere I have it. Yeah, my idea was basically what I usually do when I do translations is if I get like a document in English... I'll translate it automatically and then correct all the all the Portuguese, you know, because it's never good enough. So I correct it, and then I'll send it back. I think to it'd be you. easier okay. is just doing, just doing chapter one and two on the banking fuckery. That's the most okay. important part of the book, in my opinion. It's like no, it wasn't capitalism, it wasn't communism. Yeah, well, it was just, it was crime, <laughs> like. They did so many things that are already illegal. You don't need any new regulations to say, hey, don't bribe the rating agencies, for example. 
you know mm-hmm. um that's what i'd want yeah. for to use yeah this this will be very interesting you know because we got really really messed up with the with the uh imf and uh what oh, yeah. they did to us and uh rating portugal like really really bad which is true you know because the socialists were there in power and they they just destroyed the country but still you know it doesn't help if you say oh this these guys are um uh, it's their well, fate to fail you know yeah it's the socialist is still the government you know yeah. <laughs> you you could not be socialist and still get fucked like it's uh it's what the state does look at australia right now it's authoritarian the biden regime is completely authoritarian they're not interested in debate they're not interested in they're not interested even allowing you to speak this is the most anti-free speech president we've ever had since lincoln yeah, but I've I've never seen an American uh, uh, president beg private companies to infringe on the rights of its citizens. Like he's doing public appeals to like, please just make them get the vaccine and please stop the misinformation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but it's because they don't have any arguments. You know, uh, y- y- you can put like yep. a five-year-old <laughs> that can debate with them and say like. Oh, but I can still get it right, or I can still do this, still do that. You know, the, the whole narrative is wrong. And if you don't have uh, the possibility of having, uh, my four-year-old can say, do uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my just... four-year-old is a little weird, I guess, but like he can argue about mask and all that. Are you wearing a mask? Yeah. Why? Because Corona. Well. You're still going to get Corona. <laughs> oh, I have a vaccine. You're still going to get Corona. <laughs> you know, why nice. do you wear a mask and have a vaccine if you're still going to get sick? It is so interesting as well, Ryan. He says, I'm not going to get sick. I'm four. <laughs> because he knows <laughs> little kids don't get sick from this. So like, yep, you're right. So why do I have to wear a mask? I'm already not going to get sick because I'm four. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just outsmarted 50% of Democrats. Yeah, They're putting masks sure. on four and five-year-olds. And like, why? Because they need to show other people how much they care. You know, it's like, okay, you're restricting oxygen to a child. You fucking child abuser. But, you know, at least yeah. people will think, think well of you for obeying the state so hard to walk around with your wrist handcuffed to your ankles yeah spread them cheeks let the government come in yeah but that's the point you know if you start sacrificing your children you know if you start doing this stuff for you to your kids that's when well, that's how they know lost. they got you right any idiot that yeah. circumcises their son the state knows okay they're not faking it they just chopped off a piece of their kid's penis. Like, we definitely got them. You know, and when you're putting a mask on a fucking five-year-old, six-year-old, they, you're not just wearing a mask because, oh, yeah, I'm just waiting for it to end. Like, you're sticking a muzzle on your own child. It means they got you. Because no one's going to fake that. Nobody would do knowingly do something bad to their child besides the ginger. 
They believe it. <laughs> they are believers. They are full-on Branch Covidians. And there are mandates. The only mandate Japan has is you have to wear a mask in school. Even kids that are like 12. Like, why? They are the lowest risk category. And it's so unhealthy. It's so bad for their social skills. That everybody's wearing half their face is covered. Terrible. <laughs> No, I'm I'm completely against that stuff, and and it's it's kind of sad because uh, when my daughters go to school, there's like one parent, which is still like us, like our family. Everybody else is just like, ah, oh, well, we need to protect this, protect the grandmother. I said, like, what, what, when is the responsibility of your child to pro- protect your grandparents? Why don't your grandparents wear a mask? Exactly. Just don't don't do this to kids. And you know we're gonna have a, like a, a lost generation. The kids that were that are now like sixteen to twenty years old, you know, that are, should be going out and doing doing dumb stuff. They're gonna do it later on in life. They're gonna do if exactly the same thing long. later on in life if they some make it that long. Died, some of them have but, died from vaccines already. Yeah, but it's not just that. Like even like uh, remote learning, if. Uh, I, when I was 16, if uh, my task was to turn on the computer and start a live stream with the teacher and his shitty audio to get the lesson for today, I would just start gaming Red Alert 2 instead. I wouldn't, like, I would not pay yep. attention. It's when you're physically in the room, there's nothing else to pay attention to. So you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my kid, uh, I've seen him with remote learning that he had, my oldest kid, and he just doing Fortnite and every now and then, uh uh-huh, whatever, and like, just, and the teachers, they love it, because they're like, ah, if we get over, we get out faster, I don't have to travel anywhere, it's an easy lesson plan, whatever. No one seems to care. Okay, so. I'd be mad, but you don't learn anything in public school anyway, so go ahead, have fun on Fortnite or whatever, but. Yeah, well, I'm going to uh, teach it myself. Is... <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't matter. But, well, uh, there is a smart way to do it. Uh, like, if you're going to do remote learning, what you would do is you would find the most tan- talented, most evocative teacher in the country, and you would set up a professional film studio and have him like make the lessons as a YouTube video, and then have the teachers help uh, with uh, uh, questions the students had afterwards. Because that's a way you could streamline the yeah. process and cut costs. But you'd put and, like you a couple, make... about a million people out of work. Oh yeah, oh for sure. But that's the yeah. that's the better way if you're going to do remote right. learning. Because, well, that's like, the thing. If you're going to have it on a damn computer, why don't you all have fucking Sean Carroll teach your fifth class or something? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why the fuck do we? Gotta listen yeah, and, to Mr. Uh, and Mrs. So and so. We can all and, get like uh, the same lesson from this guy. Yeah, and the people that run education now would love it because it's really standardized and cost cutting. You would you would standardize it to the point where it's just one video for the lesson. And now and then you could have some fat black lady just run in the door and go, "That racist." All right, thank you. Bye. <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. yeah. So fucking sick of these uppity ass motherfuckers yelling racist at everything. Like, shut the fuck up. 
I'm not sure if they have like on the application form for the public schools. Are you a leftist? Yes, you're hired. Well, they have a secret way of ascertaining that. They just count the number of vowels in your name. Or ask you what's your pronoun. You don't have enough. You're not diverse enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's your pronouns? And if you answer without laughing, uh, you're a leftist. What's your preferred pronouns? My preferred pronoun is fuck Israel with a cactus. Oh, so you're changing the the lessons of um, a Norman, Norman Finkelstein who said my preferred <laughs> pronouns are fuck you. Oh yeah, did he? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was he was well, he's been run out of academia now. So he's basically a retired. He doesn't give a fuck what they I think um, my most recent Twitter my pronouns are Hezbollah inshallah. That is probably why I got banned again. God, yeah. fucking cancel culture has to end. Not allowing people. Uh, Ryan, because of the because of your flight, did you try uh, like misspelling your name? I heard you're allowed one type of. That's not a thing. They got my passport number and stuff. So yeah, you always me. have to give your passport number for a flight. Yeah, that sucks. Yep, that really sucks. I'm gonna try like Air China and some stuff later, but God, I don't want to. I swear, it's like I swear. Because I used to only ride Air China because I was poor as fuck. And I'm like, I can never do this again. And the older you get, the more like unable you are to ride Air China, especially across the ocean. Yeah, but and you, you not the sky as well. Right, I mean, the taller you are, the more uncomfortable planes and cars and stuff are. But it's like, man... God, I hate Air China. Fucking service is almost as bad as America. Uh, uh, do, Ryan, Ryan, do you want to see Air China's pamphlet that they gave out to passengers landing in London? Oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Okay, okay let, I'll read it. Safety, colon. London is generally a safe place to travel. However, precautions are needed when entering areas mainly populated by Indians, Pakistanis, and black people. We advise tourists not to go out alone at night and females always to be accompanied by another person when traveling. That's something in Chinese that got translated in English like that. But to them, to them, that's just a matter of fact, true thing. Like, yeah, avoid these areas. Uh, well, they're filled and, with well, people and, from and, these areas. And they probably said well, Africans it, instead of blacks, but... Uh, it just be like, oh yeah, these uh, it's not safe. These <laughs> these areas have well, a lot of crime or something. Yeah, but but telling your passengers that is uh, sort of like telling uh, people that the emperor has no clothes. You're not supposed to mention this. This is one of the taboos in our society. Never talk well, about crime. Doesn't give a fuck about that PC crap. They're like these areas suck. Don't go alone. Try to avoid it. But I would guess they did it a bit more tactfully in Chinese and then in English it just came out like what you just read. <laughs> it's probably said a little different than that, I would hope. 
But I could you... totally see China just writing that too. Uh, do you know what they write on the um, on the uh, travel guides for Chinese people? Um, basically, uh, you know, I'm I was in tourism branch here in Austria for fifteen years, and uh, they say that Austria is not a safe country. Uh, so therefore, they have to bring a guide from China. So always accompany them. They don't say they can't stay in the city of Salzburg directly. They have to stay a little bit outside on a Chinese-owned hotel um, to be safe. And the bus driver will take them then to the city and pick them up in the evenings. They have to go to the Chinese restaurant uh, because it's the only place they, they can find good food. This is how they lie to them. It's the, there's a travel mafia from China. You can't imagine. All over yeah. Europe. They're buying oh, yeah, everything. I, imagine I, going all the way to Europe and going to a Chinese restaurant. Like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Defeat the point. Yeah. Yeah, but they tra always travel in groups, and they never buy locally. They're like uh, Although, doing up their RVs with food before they go to Norway or Italy. My second meal in Ireland was a Vietnamese restaurant, but the reason was it was the death anniversary of John McCain, so we had to get Vietnamese food. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I can. I will never forgive Vietnam. For releasing him five times. Why didn't they just kill him? Yeah, Vietnam released John McCain five times. Fuck them. Thank you for bombing them, Nixon. <laughs> uh, this Japanese guy and I were—I was like, "Hey, man, sorry for Hiroshima." And he thought for a second. He was like, "Yeah, sorry for Yoko Ono." <laughs> I was like, that's why there was a Nagasaki. <laughs> Fair enough. Shake hands. <clears throat> I saw her book the other day. It was such, it was like uh instructions for what the fuck was it? Instructions for some kind of art or something by Yoko Ono. And I said, well, I got to see what, I just have to see what this train wreck is. It was free. It was like in, um, like in a restaurant in a hotel. They just had a bunch of books as somewhere in English because it was the theme and all they played was the Beatles, which I noticed after like the fifth Beatles song. So there was a Yoko Ono book and I guess they had it there because she's technically Japanese and. It was a Beatles restaurant, and even though she helped break up the Beatles. So I look at it, and it was just like utter shit. She would say shit like, take a bag and fill it full of seeds. Any kind of seeds are fine. Cut a small hole in the bag and scatter them where they will go. That's art, apparently. I'm like, okay. You just throw the seeds up in the air and let them land wherever. I mean, that's basically all you're doing with the bag, but okay. Isn't that called <laughs> broadcasting? It's an old farming technique from England. She wasn't putting the bag on a pole or anything. She just, like, hold it and throw the bags. I, just, I read, like, three of them. And it was all, like, that's it? Is there a... Is there any art? Involved in this, any other further instructions? I thought 
maybe the seeds land on the canvas full of paint or some other medium. But like, no, no, they're just on the dirt. So throwing seeds on the ground, like how would you even notice? Whatever. That woman has oh. lost it. Yeah, we are accepting entropy donations if you want to check the chat. So mm -hmm. uh, entropystream.live slash app slash ANC report. I should have taken a picture of this book. Yokohana. Instructions on some something, something. Instructions of art from Yokohana. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I got to hear it. I had to look at it to see how bad it was. And I knew it was going to be something, some hippie, fruit loopy stuff. But, ugh. Is it Yoko Ono's 22 instructions for paintings? You know what? It may have been it's like a gray book. Uh, yeah, yeah, found it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. The seed thing was like the second or third instruction. Huh. Yeah, and it's like it's not even a painting. You didn't say take a painting, take a canvas, maybe put wet paint on it or something, and then scatter seeds all over it or anything. It was like, nah, just just do this with the seeds for inspiration. La di da. Like maybe blow a dandy dell through the wind and while you're barefoot in the sand. The end. Yeah, you know, just like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, blow on a flower while your toes are in the dirt. Uh, okay. Like every little kid's done that already. Uh, you're, are you writing poems or are you actually giving instructions for painting? Because it just sounds like talking shit. <laughs> it's so bad, it's almost good because it's just, if I said that to someone, you just go, oh, and then you go, hold on, there's more. There's 23 of these. Hey, it just gets dumber as you go. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole thing about, because uh, you were asking me before about the book, and I wasn't sure which chapter it was, but um, I think one was very interesting was chapter nine. Because uh, of the regulations that? and regulations oh, yeah. and protection, yeah. Because people oh, yeah, don't. Because everyone really... gets that wrong. I know. Yeah, they 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 always think, oh, it's uh, it's so good that everything is like so regulated and this and this and that. It's just it's just taking power away from the people who know what's going on to giving it to somebody far away who doesn't know what's going on. And, and they often, any regulations they actually make aren't really designed to make things better for the public. It's there to help uh, monopolize. Corporations. Yep. I, I usually get help. the people when I'm talking to, I always ask them, okay, uh, you think the government works for you? Very good. Tell me one law the government gave you that benefited 90% of the people. Don't murder. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, well, that also we'll benefits talk... them too. But yeah, I mean, like yeah, don't kill yeah, no. But you don't yeah, well, really okay. need a law. That's common sense. But sure. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, exactly. they do murder because they murder in war. 
they murder through lax, you know, like lax nuclear regulatory things. They they murder through their healthcare system to basically allow, let you to die. They poison you. So it's like, yeah, even though that's the law, they don't obey it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, don't steal. You... They definitely break that law. <laughs> All yeah, the white exactly. So like, you know, so even the most common sense thing you could think of, don't murder, don't steal, don't don't rape. Well, it turns out looks like they've been doing a lot of that too. Yeah, the government they break does all it always. Rules. Yeah, and, yeah, and the people would, sometimes dude, get uh, like that. that reminded really... me this uh, Pratt story. You know, Michael Pratt. He was like one of the founders of Pornhub or something, or some mm -hmm. some company that feeds into Pornhub. I found out that uh, one of the victims of the girls they were raping and filming and then illegally putting on Pornhub had been passed into that ring. Uh, from Epstein. So Shit. It's the same fucking circle of dirty bastards, right? Except in this case, their thing was not little kids, but, well, sometimes it was also little kids, but they wanted to uh, force these girls into having sex with them, and they, you know, secretly recorded it and then put it on Pornhub and all over the internet. And the girls can't get them removed. There's no check on age or anything else or consent or cons even if you are of age and consenting to fuck that person. doesn't mean you want it on film and the world to see it, right? They don't check. Exactly. There's no studio or nothing. Anybody can you know, upload any porn they want to Pornhub. Um, there's zero regulation. Oh, my. Okay. Well, it's already illegal to film someone without their consent in the nude and you are there's also statutory rape laws for protecting people certain ages and stuff so you don't need anything new they don't even enforce what we already have yeah, yeah but but like many but things this you guy know, fled uh... the country in the middle of his court case he goes to new zealand i'm like well if you have his passport and you know where he exited from los angeles or whatever and you know he's going to new zealand and he's fleeing a court case. Why the fuck weren't you just waiting in Auckland or wherever he went at the goddamn airport and arrest him as soon as he goes through the gate? No one did that. So now he's at large. He's either somewhere in New Zealand or after getting there, he went somewhere else. They have no idea where he is. Like, bravo, FBI. You weren't chasing around the Proud Boys and all these nothing burgers. He could have gotten Michael Pratt. It's like a multi-millionaire rapist uh, pedophile. But, oh, he can fly, but I can't. Right? I'm, I'm having trouble getting to the U.S., but you let Michael Pratt leave the country. You let this guy from Britain come to Texas and shoot up a synagogue or whatever, he did, or you know, hold it hostage. He can fly, but I can't. Nick Fuentes can't. But this... What was his fucking name? The guy in Texas. Whatever. Uh, Faisal Malik something. British. Faisal Malik. Probably Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad or something. Whatever. Well, they're very, yeah. uh, uh, they're very uh, creative with their names. So you have uh, Muhammad bin Muhammad and Muhammad Abu Muhammad and uh, Muhammad Muhammad Muhammad. Uh, so they're very creative with their naming. Yeah. Abdul Muhammad or something. <laughs>
And they have several ways of spelling Muhammad, too. Where the word Yankee came from was from Yankees, which is uh, they're making fun of the Dutch because so many people are named Jan, which is like John in English. And they just like everybody's named John and they love cheese. So they, they're John Cheeses, which became Yankees, which is now Yankees, which is demons. His name was uh, Malik Faisal Akram. Uh, Malik, huh? Sounds very British. Oh yeah. <laughs> All names are having British names. Pop, having two pipes, pints, going to Jacobo mm -hmm. Synagogue. Very British. Do you want uh, a female prisoner released or something? He had some other motive. Yeah, some lady with a weird story where she was prosecuted in America for shooting at troops in Afghanistan while she was in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Which is like a weird case. Like, how does the U.S. have jurisdiction in both Afghanistan and America? Yeah, you know, like one of the guys uh, in in uh, Guantanamo Bay was a 15-year-old that uh, picked up a rifle and shot at troops. It's like, isn't he a hero for doing that? Isn't that what young men are supposed to do when they get invaded? But no, he got sent to Guantanamo. I think he's still in there. That, yeah, 15-year-old in Gitmo. With a dry board, waterboard people. And that became a well, non-issue, because remember when Obama was going to close Gitmo? He, he would never was, but like they're like, Oh, Obama's going to get rid of Guantanamo Bay. That's good. Torture's bad. Blah, blah, blah. Obama becomes president. What's he do? He doubles the size of Gitmo. Do we the Democrats say, hey, you said you were going to get rid of it, and instead you made it twice as big, almost three times as bigger than ever? Yeah, no. It's, it's, they, just, they just let him do it. He's like, well, it doesn't have more, uh, what do you call enemy combatants, whatever. He renamed prisoners of war aren't prisoners of war because POWs have certain rights. These are enemy combatants, totally different, and they don't get any of those rights. It's almost like the state wanted to have this weird legal limbo uh, base where they could just stash people they didn't like. Oh, well, it's just one of them. I mean, we've had those in Romania and other places. This was just in Cuba, so it was easier to notice. I'm like, well, it's just Al-Qaeda, we swear. But on in Gitmo is another camp, like a camp within the camp called Camp No. Like N-O, right? And that is where they dry board and pop people's eardrums and do torture like uh, Dracula-type torture, you know? Not just uh, regular CIA shit. And... Very few people know that Camp No exists because all the attention was on Gitmo. Like, well, they have those in the salt mines and the stuff you don't even want to know some of the torturous stuff they did. It will bother you for a long time. I don't even like knowing about it and shit they did to children and stuff too. But if you ever looked up the forced confessions that Nazis made at Nuremberg, it's uh, along those lines, maybe even worse. And I'm just thinking, what's the fucking yeah. point? 
you're not getting information out of them. People just tell you whatever they think you want to hear in order to get you to stop torturing them. I mean, we had people confess to witchcraft under torture. And obviously they weren't actually witches, but they said, yeah, yeah, magic, all that, that's me. Because they'll say anything they can say if they think so it's the going to get you to stop stuff. torturing them. Yeah, well, just stop well, fucking fuck. Well, uh, the point is the same as the point was in 1945. Uh, it is to, well then they wanted forced confessions well it is to get false confessions because right, that aids confessions. your propaganda then you can have a report that says well based on this report from guantanamo al-qaeda does this and yeah but this is fear propaganda they don't because we're aiding al-qaeda we're aiding al-qaeda in syria we aided al-qaeda in libya like people forgot who al-qaeda was it's more like uh, Mr. Blonde and Reservoir Dogs when he's cutting that mm. cop's ear off and he's like, I don't really give a good fuck what you do know or don't know, but I'm going to torture you anyway. Yeah, and then he just starts dumping gasoline. I'm like, yeah, they're just sick fuckers. They get off on it. And the worst thing is as well, I'm allowed to do whatever I want to and nobody can come to your rescue because we've labeled you a non-person. And they gave Obama the Nobel Peace Prize for something that he was supposed to do, you know? I'm very oh, sorry about he... that. Let me apologize for my people. It's truly a mistake on our behalf. Sorry. That's your that's your Yoko Ono right there. They um <laughs> they gave him a Nobel Peace Prize for reducing the number of nuclear weapons, but he didn't. All he did was again play around with language. We were like, well, this submarine this nuclear submarine has, I don't know, eight torpedoes rare, but it's only one sub. So that's one weapon. Oh, this aircraft that carries nuclear warheads, uh, you know, it's still only it carries one three, but so we're gonna yeah. We're gonna count that as one plane and one nuclear weapon. And he didn't reduce the size, he actually slightly increased the size of nuclear weapons, but on paper he did, so they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize. And yeah. what's hilarious is like his third day in office, and this is still a record, by the way, he bombed Pakistan with drones. Basically, yeah. went to the White House, had a party, had a day of you know being hungover, and the following morning started bombing Pakistan. Right away. It's incredible. And like Pakistan yeah, but... has nuclear weapons. And yeah. I think like fifth or sixth largest population in the world and you're gonna fucking just drown them <laughs> okay what could go wrong they're gonna remember that they're, yeah there might be a big gap between the US and Pakistan now but it, you know maybe it's you're not to gonna the be future. on top forever they could fuck the with other India problem as well is do... that... yeah they got the bomb people and the problem is probably something happens in America and people don't even know why. They have no idea because the media didn't say anything about it. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you ask any Obama supporter, like, did you like that he bombed Pakistan his third day in office? They don't have a fucking clue he did that. Not a clue. The, the only thing they could, they could uh, say is like, yeah, we killed our own CIA agent. He killed Anwar Alaki and his cousins, and then Trump killed his um, a fucking nine-year-old girl that was part of the Alaki family. 
It's like, well, you needed to shut him the fuck up because he worked at the Kurdish Mosh in San Diego where you know, we were helping 9-11 hijackers in and out of the country. Uh, they also killed his 16-year-old son who was an American citizen. Uh, yeah, who, uh, and his cousin had a barbecue. Yeah, Obama did they that had one. No, yeah, and like that had no justification at all. That was just to kill the tree. Because yeah, it wasn't like they were all killed together either. That was a separate fucking attack. Yeah, He'd and if you look into the background of Anwar al-Avlaki, he had contacts with the FBI, and he spoke at the Pentagon. And so there is something going on there, but we'll yeah not know well yet. If he's if he's a, a FBI or CIA agent, doesn't matter. And he is meeting with the 9/11 hijackers in San Diego. Who are also getting assistance from the Saudis. They bought him a house, right? Lived with them. They had a get agent, Omar Bayoumi, Osama Basnan and Omar Bayoumi were both assisting them. Gave them logistical support, helped them with English, helped them find the flight school and all that, you know. And then they're reporting to Alaki's their spiritual leader. And he's a fucking spook that goes to Langley. Langley's the CIA headquarters in Virginia. What fuck is going on? That's uh, and 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 we have the unsubstantiated report from Yemen with a phone call from the CIA yeah. chief, which, which yes. I can't confirm is real, but I uh, but he is a diligent. Uh, no, he's very forceful in his uh, demand that somebody be released from Yemeni prison, and the Houthis. Yeah, that that's our guy. Is, yeah, right. That's, that's one of our guys. Of, of lucky. Yeah. Yeah, and Scott Horton didn't think so. I'm like, well, all right, let's say it's not. It's still somebody that is uh, in prison is for doing. Well, first of all, who is it? And they thought it was Yemen. Also thought it was Anwar Lucky, but if it's not him, that means there's another person that is, quote unquote, our guy that got released. But here's something great: after the USS Cole bombing. Right, in Yemen, when the ship could have gone on Bahrain or whatever, a lot of people got arrested. And there was a a prison, not a breakout, like a break-in. Every single one of the uh, uh, Al-Qaeda people involved in the USS Cole bombing suddenly escaped prison in Yemen. Well... Okay, so uh, I have a theory on this that I've heard other people utter and I've read it in books. And it is that uh, the leader of uh, uh, Yemen at that time, uh, Salah, he needed Al-Qaeda because Al-Qaeda was his source of money from the U.S. for his security forces. So if he didn't have Al-Qaeda, he wouldn't get nice toys, nice trucks, nice weapons. So he, there, like... Uh, Al-Qaeda was what kept the flow of money open. Mm -hmm. So so there's perverse incentives to keep Al-Qaeda going, basically at every level, almost. Yeah, it justifies massive budgets. Yeah, so, so it, it justifies a, a $5 billion budget in the U.S., but uh, uh, down at the level of being the president of Yemen, uh, Ali Abdullah Saleh, it justifies a hundred billion, a hundred million dollars in weapons gifts, basically weapons bribes, 
So everybody mm. needs Al-Qaeda to exist and everybody needs it to thrive. And when they get jacked up and put in prison, they somehow magically escape. Same thing happened in uh, Syria. And the U.S. let a whole lot of them uh, loose in Iraq, where they were all based in one prison, got to form friendships. Uh, that was how that uh, ISIS leader uh, got his start, right? It was uh, in, mm -hmm. uh, what's what's that prison called? Uh, uh, I can't Abu remember Ghraib. the name of the... Yeah, uh, I don't think it was Abu Ghraib. It was some different prison. In Syria or no. Iraq? In, in Iraq. Uh, I'm Googling now. Uh, his name was Abu Bakhtar al-Baghdadi. And... Oh, Baghdadi. Baghdadi. I love how they named after their city. Oh, oh, dude, he was also a prison snitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that that makes total sense. So, uh, Baghdadi. Well, I don't. Okay, so there's there there could be different things going on here. The U.S. wants to tarnish his image, so they release this about him, or he was an actual prison snitch. And they recruited him to do ISIS and go into which Syria. jail was it? Uh, uh, okay, let me just find. Uh, let me see. Camp Buka, Camp Buka. Okay. Yeah. So he was a prison snitch in Camp Buka. It's a little bit the boogeyman theory there as well, you know, because if you have always an enemy, it doesn't matter if it's ISIS or a virus, you can always justify the money going from one place to the other. And every time the money changes hands, a lot of people make a lot of money. Whoever gets on their hands on it first, yeah. Like a half the Afghanistan elite is now living in Dubai, rich as a skunk or rich as... Uh, very rich, very well. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Well, I got to bounce, gentlemen. It is uh, 2 a.m. So, yeah, we've you done some live in, uh, here today. <laughs> eight, Ron, eight I'll hours. Send the email to support. Is that okay? Okay. Or that works. Okay. Send me my email I'll address and to, yeah. Yeah, it'll get to me. See you then. Very good. Okay. See yeah. you. Bye. Have a good evening. Good.